Welcome back I'm scared. to another episode of Money Walks. I'm broke. All right? All right, y'all, real talk. Uh, you know, although he may not speak, I must make mention that Hosea is present. We also have a new guest here. Hi, Hosea. We have David. We have a new guest as well. We have Meshach. We have a new guest as well. We have Gabriel. And we have Peter or Pablo returning. Peter and then uh, Luke is here as well, and here speaking to you is your good man, Mark. Uh, today we're going to be speaking to you. This is going to be another financial literacy. So, you know, today's topic is going to be money anxiety, right? So I find that a great deal of African-American people, uh, well, you know, screw that. I'm going to go around the park or around the table before I, even, I explain what I think money anxiety is. I'm going to ask everyone here to do the same. Jose, are you willing to speak? Okay, what is money anxiety? Anxiety about money mixed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. Great, 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 great. David, I David, can you give me an example of money anxiety? Or advocacy. Can you give me an example of money anxiety? Or advocacy. Alright, I got you. Uh money anxiety shows itself when you trying to spend money and then you immediately feel guilty about the idea of even spending said money. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Meshach, do you have an, a, a separate opinion of what money anxiety is? Being broke. Nope. <laughs> Lucas, how do you feel? Lucas. Uh, Luke. I, know. <laughs> I, I agree with David. Okay. I agree with David uh, with money anxiety. It's so anxiety. It's it's so just, uh, I think it kind of ties in when you uh, <clears throat> definitely add, in, add on more stuff as we grow and become more and more adults, quote unquote. We add on mortgages and let's let, let, let's let's not let's not impose your and, own opinion and, and, and stuff like that uh the money look funny it's like money, i want to do this but i got bills so yeah man because i should open ps5 gabriel do you have an opinion of, on, yes. on what on what money anxiety is well just piggybacking on what the brother luke and uh the brothers luke and david had to say i think money anxiety not only falls on just the idea of you know um being hesitant to spend money but spending money on necessary things i think money anxiety comes the most is when you spend money on things that aren't necessarily necessities for lack of a better word so spending money on yourself i don't have money i don't have a problem spending money on bills you know it sucks but it's a necessity but when i want to buy my own things for my own leisure right. i think that's when it kicks in the most so that's probably why it's probably the way i would define money anxiety right right okay so so with peter uh, what would you take money anxiety to be? Well, I'll start with a precedent. I feel money anxiety is rooted in having a broke family growing up. So yeah. I do not, I fear being broke again. Like that's it. Like, I don't want to fall. It's like, I don't want to fall from heaven. I don't want to fall from financial, you know, whatever I got now, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to go back to that place I was in. And that's where money anxiety comes from for me. <laughs> okay. okay, so David, I did see your hand raised quite a second ago, and this is a pretty open place. You can you can very willingly uh, interrupt. I interrupt Matthew almost every week. So if you would like to expound on the ideas that you had sprung to your head. I think the brother Gabriel said that he sees money anxiety show up a lot when we're buying things that aren't necessarily necessities. But my money anxiety that I've seen in my life, I can only speak from my context, has shown up for necessities is showing up for anything that I wanted to buy above the necessity. Literally anytime I've had to spend money in excess of twenty dollars, 
I've literally gotten sick. My head starts to spin. Like, I just feel sick to my stomach. I get real anxiety about it. So it's like, it's not just about the necessities. It's about, like, Brother Pablo said that I don't want to be broke again, whether I'm spending it on a necessity or I'm spending it on something that I feel like I want. I think I think money anxiety. So so I will say money anxiety does come from poverty, um, in my opinion, especially for African-American people. This is the most degree generation. Uh, uh, do we have a new guest? Um, anywho, this is the most degree generation of African-America in, in quite some time. And as a result, there's, this is the most uh, financially, I guess, apt generation that we've seen in quite some time and as a result uh, I, you know I make I make more money than my parents did at my age um, with in, with and without inflation um, so with that being said like I think there's a there's a thing about how do I spend that like how do I go how do I go forth I take on a loan or credit and all that crazy stuff and I'm in this junk. I'm stressing out I'm like fam I won't apply to PlayStation 5 but can I really buy a PlayStation 5? These are questions that are just flooding through my head um, personally. So I think um, I, I think the first question I'm going to ask is how do you deal with your money anxiety and the floor is open. So please. I don't. Like, uh, I have not found a way to cope with my money anxiety. Well, you could sell drugs and like, you know. I could get more money, but then like even as I, money. Yeah, even yeah, as I saw my income could be a pharmacist. increase. Like, I haven't seen my money anxiety decrease. Like, my income has pretty much doubled every year for the last three years, yet I still haven't, you know what I'm saying, seen my money anxiety <laughs> decrease at all. $20 is still my number. I tried to push it up to 30 but $20 is still the number that makes me start sweating and get sick and get dizzy in the store. So, I don't, I haven't found a way to deal with it. Right. Uh, anybody else has a way? I, yeah, I'll say like the the fear. Like I said, my thing is the fear of falling is always there. Your name is Benjamin. But I also say Not it's like because Benjamin. of falling or the fear of falling, it's like the more money I make, I know like the higher I have to fall. So I'll spend more money if it makes me happy. Like if it makes me happy, if it's something that truly makes me happy, I'm like, all right, you know, this one time hit doesn't mean as much as it used to. Yeah, it's like. But at the end of the day, I do regret it. I'd be like, all right. I will say, <laughs> like, how do I get to the point, I guess, where, like, because I'll tell myself, like, yes, this is going to make me happy. And I will mentally, I'll be like, yeah, I can spend this money. But, like, how do I get to the point where it's, like, I stop feeling so sick, so guilty about spending it? With that uh, one, I say I budget. Like I, I, I know, I know. Like on the last podcast, I said like the fifty thirty twenty rule yeah. is like I make sure like if I'm gonna spend my 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 fifty on what I need, you know, the thirty on like hey, you know, willy nilly, and the twenty is like I right, I really want this. It's like I don't ever go over that twenty or like I I want it. And be like yeah. I need it right now. <laughs> I, think, I think for me, for me, money anxiety is it's it's debt because I have until November. In November, I have to start paying on my student loans. <laughs> and then, like after this, like you know, I, I mean, here recently, I just paid. Well, I mean, right, but still, right, but still, I can st I can still pay on them. And I will, but anywho, I, I'm I'm going to. Uh, I'm paying on mine, I'm sorry. But anywho, like, I think, and another thing is like, you know, credit and debt, um, stuff like that just really bugs me. I don't think I have, 
I think I don't think I have issues with the way I spend money. Like I think I'm okay with, you know, because I don't. Re- I rarely if ever spend money. I've spent the most money on myself ever here recently because you know I want to go to the gym. So I guess LA Fitness will get a piece of my buck. But like I don't. I don't spend a great deal of money on myself, and I think that's a problem that needs to change. But anywho, you know, it's just what it is. My my question is like, <laughs> what type of budgeting do do you do? What you can't budget away from money anxiety. Yeah, you can't. And I was gonna I was gonna touch on it. Like, I have a budget. I budget really well. I do. But like, I feel guilty about spending my spending money. Right. Damn. Like that's where the anxiety come from. Like with the money anxiety, the fear of going broke. It ain't just like I'm afraid I'm gonna blow my budget. It's like I'm afraid to spend anything because I feel like everything that I spend gonna. Well, that that comes with security though. Like that's the thing. It's like as I said, coming from I be blunt and be like coming from poverty. Right. North Memphis ain't fun. It ain't. (laughs) It's not fun at all. But like the older you get and the more that you consistently budget. Mm -hmm. It becomes normalized like that's the thing it's like it, it becomes normalized that all right you know i got 20 percent to spend and i don't feel bad about it anymore where the anxiety come where it used to come from for me it's like all right i'm gonna spend this 20 percent and i need it later right i really need it i shouldn't occur but i, I really need it <laughs> it's like but you know parenting like growing up it's like all right my mom she filed bankruptcy three times mm-hmm. it's just like yeah at the end of the day she needed that money <laughs> And so and so, I will um, interject at the moment to make sure that everyone knows that Benjamin has awoken from his rest, and uh, the brother of the good Joseph is here to speak on the subject. Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? I'm Benjamin. I just want to talk on the subject real quick. And my theory is about this money anxiety thing. It's not necessarily the anxiety of spending money or the anxiety of not having money that gets most of us. It's more of the mindset that we've grown that money is the only true necessity that we need in order to accomplish or get whatever we want. Cut the bartering system that America is built on is financially based with cold hard cash. Right. However, once we get past that mindset and realize the true wealth that you can have in each other, because I know for a fact I have gotten a lot more things without money than I have gotten with money. You're right. So, once no. you get past that, <laughs> if, you, if you truly can get past the fact that, you Listen, know what, let me I tell you something. about it. Yeah. There's no secret that uh, the majority of us on this podcast is kind of like, you know, we're, we're connected in a different way. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna call it fraternity. I don't know. And anywho, like, I've gotten so much from my pro fights. It is ridiculous. And I think that is like, that is a currency in itself. And I think like, I think I'm just thankful that I had like that type of family to depend on my Like to depend on when I was going through so much financial strife. And I'm gonna tell you this, without them, like I wouldn't have been able to get through certain days. Like, you know, and I, I still, even today, I feel the same anxiety I had in college. Like, am I going to eat today? And I know my refrigerator is stocked. You know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and that's stressful, fam. Um, David, what's up? So I got a question based off what you just said. Do you think the conditions of being a broke college student exacerbated your money anxiety? Yes. I think being a, cro- bro- a broke college student made me so much worse. Because, like, you know, I mean, broke black I grew up. Right, broke black college student. Because, see, I grew up, I grew up, 
initially I was born into poverty, but like my parents, as I got older, made more money. So like by the time I was, I say 13, you know, there was no, you know, I mean, you know, I wasn't eating like, you know, prima della meat, but you know, we had bologna, you feel me? So it was like, you know, it was available. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't worried about food, but like when I got to college, it was like, you know, it's all me, fam. And I had to make it my way on my own. And that was so stressful. And now that I done graduated, I'm out here trying to like really understand what I got going on. And, and it's difficult. Question, question. What's up? What's popping? Considering this is a entirely a male podcast right now, would y'all say a lot of y'all money anxiety comes from the fact that y'all have a desire to provide? And because money is the real way most of us use to provide for either yourself, your fiance, your girl, your dog, your mom, your cousin, whoever, your son, your your son. son yeah. whoever, would you say the idea of not having money, even though you know you have what you need at home, the idea of spending money, and that money is like, if you spend money on 2K, you're taking money out your son's mouth in the future. I don't think that play into my money anxiety. I think my money anxiety came because one, I was a broke college student. Two, I grew up in poverty. Three, I ran, I rushed out and got an apartment where we couldn't, me and my roommate couldn't necessarily afford the bills. And so I was always living kind of fist to mouth. Then four, I moved to Nashville and then I got there, I got more money and I still felt like I didn't have enough. I feel like I was just working to pay bills. And so that those conditions from the time I was born in the poverty until the time I finally got another raise and brought myself up out of that situation created a kind of stressful, almost PTSD-like situation where like, I'm just afraid to ever go broke again. I'm afraid if I swipe my card, I'm gonna get another overdraft fee. Or if I swipe my card, the lights might get cut off or my internet might get cut off. I was gonna say cable, but I never had it. So. Yeah, and I'll piggyback and say, like, you know, the poverty mindset is not so, you can't even see that I'm going to provide for someone. You're just simply saying, I'm living day to day, like, I'm trying to make it. It's like, I can, I would personally say, like, you know, I worked three jobs in college. Like, I was broke. <laughs> like, I was dead broke. Like, I had no foundation of saying, like, I'm going to provide for anybody except for myself. Like, I could not see that. Like, I could not see that in the future. And like, honestly, it's like, I wasn't even thinking about that at right. that point in time. It's just like, I just want to make this money and, you know, life happened. <laughs> right. I mean, y'all know me. I had like four or five jobs at a time in college. Still yeah. broke. So like. Yeah, see, for me, it was like, you know, I had one job. And like, I think, I think another thing is like, I think I had a luxury that a lot of people in this room didn't have. I could call on my parents. And like they would like be like, all right, you know what I'm saying? I guess. And it was like, you know, even to this day, I still have a shame about myself for like asking my parents for support. Cause it's like, you know, you know, I mean, even though I need it, there's I don't know, I think I want I want to do it myself. Yeah, but and, and, a lot of that comes from just the way that African Americans are raised as opposed to other cultures, because a lot yeah, of other cultures is commonplace for you know, kids to, you know, stay until they're completely, like, completely financially independent. Like, they're married, like, or they're about to get married, about to have kids, but they have their entire life, no debt. When they go into marriage or the next phase of their life, they don't have any other problems. Whereas black people, for some reason, it's the thing where it's like, it's just normal for us to, you know, you're 18, you're out on your own, you're, you're by yourself. When really, in reality, it's really not supposed to be that way. So, I can understand what you're saying, because I went through the same thing. 
but being raised by a single mother, she still held it down when I needed it, but it's like I had the same feelings. Like, you know, I was just saying, I don't want to call my mom for money because I'm supposed to be out there. I'm a man. I can right. do it by myself. Right. Yeah, and she that's like, not, that's not the case when you're 17, 18, 19 years old. She right. Like that. Right, and see, for me, and I, I know David's, you know, I know David's next, but I know for me, it was like, you know, I know there's, I know that they're coming out of pocket for my sister's tuition. I know they're coming out of pocket for, you know, other things going on in my life. I know what's going on, and it's like, fam, I mean, I, I, I just saw you drop 10 racks. I don't want to ask you for $20. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's like, you know, that struggle right there is... It, it, it's ridiculous and that struggle that that gap was often met by you know some of my profiles you know what i'm saying or or you know some some situation that i was you know in at the moment so it was like you know <laughs> i think you know i think it's at, at some point it's like you know that that type of money anxiety will run you into a hole and so like we touched on it and we said that like black families once you turn 18, they want you to contribute. They want to kick you out. You a man, you on your own, this, that, and the third. And so a lot of us lived in poverty our whole lives. So how do you think life would have been differently? Not just for yourself, but like for your whole family, if your family had money. Do you think they would have kicked you out as early? Do you think you would have had the pressure to be independent as early if your family had the money to support you? And if they could have supported you, do you think you had the money as odd as you got today? I think the culture that we're in today as African-Americans points to an 18-year-old independence type thing. Like, fam, you in college, go be on your own. And I like, you know, or fam, you 18, go be on your own is what my parents got. Right. And so what they gave us in in return is, hey, you're in college, so we're going to take we're going to help you. And and then like you graduated college. OK, now you on your own. And so it's like, you know, I have friends who are of different races and they're still at the crib chilling and, and their parents are like, you know, you don't got to pay rent. Whereas when I graduated, it was like, hey, you know, you gonna have to pay some in the crib. And it's like, you know. I mean, you know, I know I got a curfew if I'm staying at the house and it's like, you know, it's like, fam, is it really worth it? And like now I say, like, okay, I'm going to turn around and go get in, go pay a thousand a month when I could just be paying whatever. And it's like, you know, for that independence, whereas some of my friends, they have that level of independence and they're at the home with their parents and they're, they're okay. And that type of cultural, uh, those, those cultural implications like directly state that African-Americans do not necessarily help build wealth for the next generation because we kick you into debt because there's no way you're going to hold yourself up at 22 years old with, a, was, with just a degree Continue. i would say that i was definitely blessed to say that um, yeah, you were my family was against the the culture and i would say that you know even while i was in college i necessarily didn't have to work but i might me myself i wouldn't want just chill on my parents dime like i had to get my own money i I didn't like asking my parents for money i didn't like asking my parents for anything what a good-hearted person though i know that they would be able to to come through and even when i graduated smart they were even saying like you know there's no rush for you to move out you know i I, you know we're in my house right now but i could have stayed at home and collected my salary checks and really could have battled my debt and everything like that but um, you know, I, I chose to move out and everything, but I'm just by that saying that <clears throat> the reason, like another reason why I'm not really speaking too much in the beginning, the money anxiety, especially with the uh, the, the the upbringing, is that we did have our difficult times, but pretty much like what I remember, or when it really like 
I paid attention. It's like, it, I, you know, I was never like really just knowing that I was without, even if I was. And so, you know, I, I do have my moments where I can get, get anxious, but um, for me personally, it's something else to why I don't get anxious about money because I get anxious about graduating and yet here I am graduating. So it was like, I can't get anxious, but if, if I can do that, I know that God got me to where I, I, I won't fall under the belt as long as I keep doing what I'm doing. But basically, uh, <clears throat> what I'm saying is that um, now that we know, like, we know these things, but are we going to do the same for, like, those under us? Like, when, when it comes to our kids, is it going to be where we're, we remember how our parents did? Like, no, you got to do what I did, and you got to go and make yourself you know, like this at this oh my God. I did it. Like I think, I think, I think for me, right? And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm such a ritualistic person. Um, but I rec- I have to recognize now, more than ever, that like my children are not going to be me, right? And my children are not going to be born into what I was born into. As of right now, my household has a significantly higher amount of yearly income than, than I mean, triple what my parents were making when I was born. You know, my household, and so it's like. It's like that 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 type of mindset means like okay, at the end of the day, I see how far they progressed over my lifetime. So that means by the time that my son goes to college, in theory, we could be making a great deal of money. And so it's like okay, I'm not. I know for a fact, especially because my parents didn't go to college directly after. Well, my mom went to college after high school, and you know things were not. It wasn't as financially. It wasn't as financially on the family as it could have been. So, like, for me, I know for me, I'm going to make sure that my child or my children are going to be in an environment where they have support. Like, I feel like, in, in me, me opinion, I feel like I'm going to give a, an, an allowance to my children in college. But, you know, I, I think because you need it, you know, you need gasoline and all the other stuff that you need for fun and, and books and stuff. The chair recognizes Pablo. Yeah, <laughs> who's the chair? I'm the chair. This is this is but this is me. What I'm hearing through everybody is it's generational wealth. It's like money anxiety comes from poverty, which you know I got. That's it. It's like you know, it's like on. early on, if you don't experience poverty, you don't have money anxiety to a certain extent as other yeah, people. That's it's like, and I say this to everybody. I preach generational wealth. We have to think. I say I'm black, you know, not sure if people know It's like, that. I don't want my son to experience the same thing yeah. <laughs> that I experienced. <laughs> but <laughs> it sounds like, you know, money anxiety comes from generational wealth. You know, I'm, I'm not sure about other cultures. Or the lack thereof. Or the lack thereof. That is the better thing. It's like, we're not passing down things. It's like, I have co-workers and friends who have, you know, houses passed down to them, scholarships passed down to them, grants. Scholarships? Like, yeah. They just walk into college and it's like, all right, here you go. And it's like, oh. what? Wow. But see, but see, like I think it's like that great deal of disadvantage. And like that four hundred year advance that they got on us is like crazy. Because like you know, but it's not just necessarily a four hundred year. Yeah, advantage. it's not. Like it's, we, it's you're not just looking. You're not <laughs> just looking at like how we compare it to it's white like, families. It's like 2000. We look at yeah, we look at compact. immigrant families. We looking at all different types of families like he said it's like 2,000 years in some cases because like these family units have been being built since the beginning like other cultures value family on a level that we don't and we weren't we didn't need whether that's out of necessity (laughs) or if that's just like cultural it's not for me to say but like 
a lot of our families in the black neighborhoods, we can't afford to house three generations of families in the house right. with nobody with nobody contributing but one person. Like if you walk up in the house and you eating all the food and you ain't got no job, this ain't finna work for us. But in another culture, they like they invite families to stay there, not just until they get on their feet. They just don't want you to leave. Period. Right. Yeah. Which is because uh, you're providing money. Which is super different from how we. Well, they don't pay bills it. either. Yeah, but they don't pay bills either. But the thing is, it's like they're not paying bills, but they're providing generational wealth. They have the money. Right, because they right. know that. They have the money. They know that hosting that that child or that future parent or whatever is going to mean that their their children are better off. Yes, and, and, and I think black, you know, African Americans, we don't think in that in that capacity. We're like, look, uh, you know what I'm saying? You gotta get the, you know, what I'm talking about, and it's like, yeah, you gotta right? hustle. You gotta and hustle. we all feel, and I think, I think, even I fall victim to this. I feel like struggle makes me stronger. That is something that I feel. I feel struggle makes me stronger, and I feel like, okay, I need to impose struggle on my children, right? But, but, why? but, 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 see. That is not the case. Yeah, but why? But that why? right. Well, it makes it has a feeling. But but see, do 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 Who they, does it make strong? Do I they need to? Do they need to strong. endure that? Why, right? define, why do we define what you mean by you need to teach your children to struggle? Because it's yeah. one thing by just giving it to them, but you know, it's nothing. Well, see, like okay, right? I, I just want to before you, know, you answer that question. All right, wanna, what's popping, fam? Why do we feel the need? To make somebody go through what we went through, and that's it's what like I'm we, saying. It's like we it's went through. Well, you know, I don't so mind hazing something. I'm gonna piggyback. I'm gonna piggyback, I'm gonna piggyback off that. I went through like, poverty. Why don't? Why I'm gonna piggyback. <laughs> and I'm gonna piggyback. <laughs> I'm gonna piggyback off that. And all seriousness, it's like, isn't the whole goal to be like, I don't want you to go through what I went through. Right. Let me, but, but right. Right. Let me tell you, me tell you something. Go ahead. Go ahead, Benjamin. This reminds me of a very old saying I was told as a very young child. Bought sense is better than told, which basically brings up no. that. No, let no. Benjamin finish. Bought sense is better right, than told. Here we go. <laughs> you can lead anybody you want to common sense, to to intelligence, to financial, but there's a certain degree of pride and power you feel as a person. This is not a black person, a white person, as a person when you earned it, when you say it's mine. How is knowledge obtained? When you struggle, no knowledge is passed down from generation to generation. No, that is true. <laughs> no, Even Buddha said that knowledge is passed down from generation to generation. No Who's the top five percent right now? White people. What they do? Make money. Pass it down. Oh, okay. They hand money down. <laughs> <laughs> they but, pass down the knowledge to make money. Yeah. They didn't struggle. But but see but see the thing is like and I and I and no, I think and I think they didn't struggle. Right, you're right. But see, my family, like, well, not my family. I'm not going to speak on my family, but like, fam- African Americans, as a as a total, I think we do pass down struggle, right? Because I think, uh, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta pay that for yourself. You gotta get that money yourself, type ordeal. That was happening, what, in high school? You know what I'm saying? I'm in high school. This is a real story. Real story, fam. I was in that joint. I wanted to buy Grand Theft Auto. They was like, "We're not buying that for you, fam. You gotta, you got, you gotta get this yourself." And so I went out there in them streets, and I swept. I did, I did. I found it, and I went out there and I swept and I washed cars and I did what I had to do. And I had, I got Grand Theft Auto money, and my sister had turned sixteen, so she bought that jump for us, and then we was live, fam, because it's rated M, not rated R. And so you know, like that, that's a struggle that I. That is it wasn't necessary for me to go through. 
you know and i think sometimes we as black people think imposing that level of struggle or as we as people as african americans think like go, telling making people go through what we went through is going to make them more apt to the future and i think as a person i think personally you know you know you know mark to listener that like i think we don't need to impose struggle but we do i don't i don't but we don't need to impose struggle that's not the most effective way to get hustle into your children but i don't know how i would pass down hustle without struggle bro i don't know how do you think rich people take their kids and say go live in a ghetto yes no i don't i don't no, no, no. they don't they don't like, no but they, they <laughs> you know what i'm saying they still take what they've been given and they make something out of it we don't have heaven though <laughs> we don't have to force our kids to struggle for them to learn hustle. I don't know about that, man. You got a lot of <laughs> to them do not have hustle, bro. I'm missing the point. Y'all missing the point. I'm just talking about the point that's at the table right now. They don't need to have hustle. They have knowledge. They have knowledge of how to make anything. Again, you a million dollars and you don't have any hustle, you're gonna blow it. I was talking to my girl today about primogeniture and how I did not believe in that. I was like, no, at the end of my life, when I have to sit down and look at my will and pass what I you own down to my right children. Now. No, but I, I'm, I'm going to have to develop one. I don't own nothing. I really don't have anything but that car. You but anyways. Own, no, no, no. And a couple of stocks. I do own stocks. More than that. You don't own it. Knowledge. I don't know. But listen. Papers. Listen. Papers. But what I'm going to tell y'all is like, like really, like when I was thinking about passing that. You're really smart. Passing that down. I think for my, in my head, it's like, I can't pass it down to the firstborn child, right? And it's like, rich people don't believe in primogeniture anymore. They don't pass it down to their first child. They pass it down to the child who's going to do the most with it, and they give the other ones no, a lump sum. I think they pass it to who they like they the most. They pass it down to an estate. So going back to your, your question about, going back to your question about drive, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to be real serious right now. Like, passing it down, like, they say, no, this is my estate. Whoever can do these things, this yours. That's it. I, I think, I think, but see, I think that that, that leaves a great deal of error because Considering that we don't have was it, as a people, we do not leave much left, you know, because, you know, I think the right Bible now. was it in Proverbs. Right. Well, of course, we will. Right. Hopefully. But I, I think I believe in Proverbs. It says that a good a good man yeah, leaves inheritance to his us. children. Let's talk about, about us. Let's go. Let's go. Well, you talking about us? We're not us. talking about the people. We're talking about us. We're talking about us? Yeah. Us. What, what are we leaving? Well, I'm leaving my kids with some good. <laughs> and so I, they won't have to struggle in, right? In theory, but I, I mean, but, but like fam, but like fam, but like fam, and I hope I live, I live in such a way that I have to leave myself to my grandchildren. I think as a as a person, I have to recognize that it's important to what's the word I want to say? Leave a legacy. I want to to leave a legacy, but it's also important not to traumatize your children <laughs> because you know that's the one thing I've been trying not it's to do. It's important to not have money anxiety. I, I, yes, it's very it's very important not to have money anxiety. So I want to pose this question to you. I want to go straight for your chest. My chest. Why do let you, me flex? Why it. do you feel yeah. that it is necessary to put your children through what you went through? You personally, I ain't talking about a people. I ain't talking general. Why do you feel it's necessary? I to think. Make your I, think I think. I think. All right. Let me. Let me answer this. Um. I am a scientist. All right. That's that's who I am by nature. As a scientist, I do note that you know if you put if you put graphite on the earth 
for thousands of years, it'll eventually get packed with soil and become a diamond. Right. And it's the pressure of the earth that sits on top of that graphite that converts the carbon bonds into the, you know, the, the, the natural assortment to become a diamond. Pause. pause but what pause, I, pause, wait, pause. before you continue, before you continue, is life, is life already, is life already hard? Life is already hard. Life is harder for the Are the cards already stacked against you? The cards are already stacked against you. Are you trying to make it harder for your kids? You know, I don't understand. I don't know why I want to. This is why we're here. There you go. There you go. There we go. I don't know. Legitimately, I don't know another way to do it. Let's pause. Let's pause. I don't wait. Let's pause. Let's pause. Let's take a break. I'm taking a sip. That's why we're in this crazy cycle. this again. Isn't the goal for your kids not to struggle? Isn't hey, the you goal? Have to put your for, kids to each other because that is what life requires. That is everything. If you have too much of one thing, it's gonna be a bad thing. Tell that Niggas to the will, billionaires that's sitting at the tell top. Tell that to their kids that don't. And they rich. They rich. Hey, my boy Gabriel. They rich. They rich. There's a hundred million stories of of kids that inherited the wealth from their families that are broke. It's harder for black people. You cannot expect black kids to understand what life is going to be about if you give them money. Do no you think no Blue Ivy is going to have okay. to struggle? I ain't. Let me, I'm not. No, 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 about no, her. No, 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 no,
when we cut some more grass and we bought more of your party, right? And so we started buying games, right? That is something that I did when I was 11, maybe 12, that's 13. Not, that's not no, 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 no. That, but, 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 okay, well, maybe I have the wrong definition for struggle. No, you have the wrong word. Having it. You got what the whole wrong yeah. word. Because well, it's a struggle. need. Struggle that's, is a need. That's, like, that's, that's like, okay, I am hungry. I need food. Oh, I'm not going to make them not eat, fam. What, but that's struggle. <laughs> Well, okay. All right. I think, I think, I think we should have, I think we should have defined the word struggle far earlier. No, we should have. Yo, 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 yo. Wait, wait, wait. Come down to being a I need a Tesla. It's like that's not struggle. I mean, I do, I do want. I feel like you're gonna have your kids be like, yeah, I need this Tesla. I mean, we just, I think when it get down to it. When we think about our children and creating a generational wealth and making sure they don't have to live with money anxiety, which is what we opened this thing up with. Right. We got to figure out a balance because it got Gabriel, Gabriel was right. Like, we can't have soft kids. We can't, like, not teach them that. We can't just. They got to be hard. If they black, it's 10 times worse if they're soft and black. We're all we're all black here, so yeah. we, can't, we can't spoon feed our kids. We I'm understand Dominican. they have to be eating off wooden spoons, not them silver ones. But at the same time, we have to find a balance because we don't want to let them. I am. We don't want to let the bottom fall out for them. You know what I mean? So, but you know, I think I think that in 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 in, in, in a perspective that this struggle concept. It's something that I feel like you just said you're gonna start using the word struggle. I'm returning to it. All right, this struggle. Hold on, I will finish my statement. I am reclaiming my time. The struggle, <laughs> the struggle, the struggle concept is going to be something that is variable from Negro household to Negro household, and it's okay. But we must always make sure that we are aiming to develop our children to a point where they do not have the money anxiety that we have. Because I don't think you should be worried about a PlayStation 5. You should be worried about, I don't, I, you shouldn't be worried. All right, this is my last statement, and then I'm gonna head to the children, to the kids, to the children of all the gentlemen. Don't worry. This is your Uncle David speaking. If your dad, let you feel the struggle for too long. <laughs> Text me. Don't call me. I won't answer. I'm just gonna say this as I leave. This is Uncle Ben talking. Listening. If you get Benjamin. past, if you get past the idea that you need money and realize God will provide, you ain't gonna have money anxiety. Amen. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all this. Really, like as African Americans, you know it's important for us to to develop that. Uh, we have to understand that we are going to have to develop this lack of money anxiety, and it's okay. You know, and I think today we have accomplished that. I think, especially for myself, I have gotten a new perspective on struggle. And it's important for us to understand the ways we teach our children money anxiety um, or, 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 or the value of a dollar. So, you know, you take this home with yourselves. And I'll leave it to Luke to close it off. And maybe, maybe P.D. Pablo has something to say. I would say money anxiety is imbued by poverty. That's all I would end it on. It's like... But so get your money up. <laughs> and now I can re up. 
But struggle is also imbued by poverty. Struggle is determined by, you know, what your determination of struggle is. You know, struggle for one family is not struggle for another family. You, you just want to make your foundation, you want to make your baseline stability. And that, that, that's balance. And that's what uh, David was saying, that balance. And especially when it comes to our generations to come, our legacies, we want to be able to teach them to, to, to want to work for it as well. Not, not like, I'm going to give it to you because just to give it to you, you know, you, it's just like I, I read posts, I get my kids money for reading, uh, each book they read, I get them $50, you know, something like that. And it's like having them gain more knowledge, more knowledge is power. So it's just, it's just growing from there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's good to talk about these things because different people experience money anxiety in different ways, uh, even outside of our own race. Um, but anything else close it out um yes thank you again for listening uh please uh if you haven't listened to our first episode of the financial literacy our intro so please go back and take a listen we also have episode uh on comfort eating which is this overindulging of food and different mental and spiritual uh battles that we face with um thank you again for listening uh, check out Genuine Uplift on YouTube, Facebook, um, and uh, other websites coming soon. Uh, you guys have a blessed night.